0: Welcome to This Day in History class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hi, this is Holly Fry. I am sitting in for Tracy V. Wilson this week. It's December 23rd, and on this day in 1954, the first successful living donor kidney transplantation was completed. 23-year-old Richard Herrick, freshly discharged from the Coast Guard, was diagnosed with serious kidney inflammation called chronic nephritis on October 26th of 1954. He was referred to Peter Bent Brigham Hospital and Harvard Medical School, where a team led by surgeon and professor Joseph Murray and Dr. John Merrill had been working on the idea of kidney transplants. Medically, Richard Herrick was a very good candidate for transplant because he had an identical twin brother, who had two healthy kidneys. Behaviorally, it was a slightly different story. Richard was a difficult patient. There was concern that he might not be the right fit for this kind of surgery. But a psychiatrist named Dr. E.M. Kudaruskus evaluated Richard's behavior, and he actually came to the conclusion that the patient was exhibiting signs of toxic psychosis. Basically, Richard's infection and the toxic agents in his body were causing all of that bad behavior. So they decided that they would go forward. And the team also had to be very sensitive to the psychological ramifications of asking a healthy man, his brother, to give up one of his kidneys. The chief of psychiatry at the hospital was very aware that there was an ethical issue in the mix as well. And he wrote in the patient record, quote, I think we have to be careful not to be too much swayed by our eagerness to carry out a kidney transplant successfully for the first time, i.e. to succeed in having it take permanently. It seems to me, furthermore, that the potential recipient's mental state is a subsidiary issue. The important question would seem to be whether we, as physicians, have the right to put the healthy twin under the pressure of being asked whether he is willing to make this sacrifice." I do not feel that we have this right in view of the potential danger to the healthy twin, as well as the uncertainty of the outcome for this patient. But even as this issue of ethics was being really carefully and thoughtfully examined during November of 1954, time was kind of ushering things along because Richard's health was rapidly declining. And so the longer the medical team wrestled with their ideology and the philosophy behind asking a healthy man to give up part of his body to save his brother, the worse Richard's chances got. Ronald, after thinking it through, eventually decided that he was, in fact, willing to donate one of his kidneys to his brother. Everything seemed to be going along just fine, but at the last minute, it was actually Richard who tried to put a stop to things. The night before the surgery was to take place, he sent a note to his brother telling him to go home. But Ronald replied with a note of his own and said simply, I am here and I am going to stay. Before the operation with the Herrick brothers, there was a test run of the entire procedure on December 20th on a fresh Canaver. And once this rehearsal was completed, the live procedure was scheduled. So on December 23rd, at 8.15 a.m., the operation began. The donor team was in one operating room, and the recipient team was in the adjacent operating room. The Brigham kidney transplant team was comprised of doctors John P. Merrill, who was head of nephrology, J. Hartwell Harrison, chief of urology, Gustav Damon, pathologist-in-chief, and Joseph E. Murray. The severed healthy kidney was transferred from the donor operating room to the recipient operating room at 9:35 a.m. And the operation was completed at 11:15. As clamps were removed and blood flow was restored to the transplanted organ, and the urinary flow began immediately. It is considered the first successful organ transplant. Richard lived for 8 years after this surgery. And in that time, he actually got married to one of the nurses that he met in the recovery room, and the couple had two children. His brother, Ronald, lived to the age of 79. He died in 2010, 56 years after donating his kidney to his brother and making history in the process. Joseph E. Murray was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 1990. He died in late 2012 at the age of 93. Today, more than 30,000 organ transplants are performed in the United States each year, and more than half of those are kidney transplants. Thanks for today's episode goes to Eves Jeffcoat, who worked on research for this, Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their work on the audio for the episode, and uh, you should subscribe to This Day in History class, which you can do on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we're going to delve into the story behind one of the standard Songs of Christmas.